12 of college football is here. Are you ready for game day? Hello, welcome in to Y'all Kickoff. This is where the Y'all Show, which broadcasts Monday through Thursday on the final episode of the week, morphs into the Y'all Kickoff Show. Two hours of pigskin pandemonium. And here on today's Y'all Kickoff Show with your host, John Rawl, we're going to walk through all of the Southern pigskin action from our major conferences, from our group of five conferences, as well as a couple of FCS conferences here in Dixie. All that plus General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Foretelling. That's coming up at the end of this first hour. We told you it's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome. So buckle up and get ready for an exciting two-hour journey of all things college football with a heavy dose on Dixie. Well, hope your week's gone well. It's been a rather chilly week across the Southland. And and maybe if you're heading out to the ball game here on this football Saturday, you're going to bring in along a blanket. Maybe you'll have a couple of pair of long johns on. But I don't think it's going to be quite as cold as it was earlier in the week for most of you. So that's welcome, welcome relief. But it's still not exactly Labor Day weekend weather. And isn't it a great thing that we can bundle up? It, it really showcases that it truly is football time in the South whenever you have to take that heavy coat along and you have to wear maybe some mittens to the ball game. And when you see the Green Bay Packers play like they did on Sunday against the Panthers and it's snowing, oh yeah, football's great, but snowy football, it might be just a little bit greater. Now, luckily, we don't have to deal with that foolishness too much down here. Well, what we do have to fool with is great football, and we're very, very excited about that. I know in week 11 last weekend, we had the game of the century, LSU-Alabama. Something tells me those two teams just might be meeting up again in a couple of months. That's just a wild guess. And LSU and Alabama fans are like, heck yeah. That means both of them made it to the college football playoff if that prediction from yours truly does become reality. But yeah, it was a good wild weekend in week 11, but week 12 that's right here upon us, it shows a lot of good football games on the schedule. Coming up this hour, we do have General Gridiron, but before we get to the General, we're going to have a spotlight on all things SEC and walk through the SEC lineup. That's coming up in just a few minutes. In the second hour of today's Y'all Kickoff Show, we'll start it off with our friend Jonathan Leifite of 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital. He'll be dropping by as we take a quick look at all things ACC, as that conference has some games of note, not necessarily barn burners, but something worth mentioning. Wake Forest really blew it last weekend. If they would have won at Virginia Tech, their game at Clemson this weekend could have been for the ACC Atlantic Division. But unfortunately, Clemson's already clinched that. So this one, eh, not not quite as sexy. But that game is one of several ACC games that we'll walk through with Jonathan Leifite at the start of Hour 2. And then our barrister of barbecue and our barrister of Big 12 football, Matt Hermans, will be on to do his usual great conversation of (laughs) cooking. Since we had some really cold temperatures across the Southland this week, I'm going to ask the old barrister, hey, what's it like and what changes need to be in place when you go out to the grill and it's 10 degrees out there? Do you have to do something different with your grill when you're barbecuing, when you're making hot dogs and hamburgers? And guess what? Our barrister has the answer, and he'll share that with you. And then we'll get him to switch over from his Big 12 uh, barbecue hat to the Big 12 hat that he wears. 
and we'll get him to go through this weekend's lineup of Big 12 games, which includes College Game Day's game, Baylor hosting the Oklahoma Sooners. That's one of several really good games in the Big 12 that Matt Hermans will kind of walk through with us when we get to that special spot in Hour 2. And then we close out this y'all kickoff show in Hour 2 with our college football lanyard. We'll look at the independent the teams in the independent league, if there's such a thing, the Liberties, the West Points of the world. And then we'll also look at the group of five games, what's going on in the American Conference USA and Sunbelt. And then in the FCS, there's a bunch of games on the schedule today that we'll walk through, some that you might want to pay attention to. And some of the FCS games have conference championship credentials. There may be some conferences crowning their their champion this week. Remember, The FCS side of things normally only plays 11 games a season. This year, everybody got an extra week. That's why your big schools have two bye weeks this season. But your FCS schools had the one bye week, but they get to play 12 games, which is not something that often happens for the 1AA fellas. And so this weekend and then next weekend is your final weekend of regular season play for FCS. And then they begin their playoffs that last weekend of november where most of the big boys have their rivalry weekend going on that'll be the start of the fcs playoffs so we'll have some of the games of note in the fcs ranks to tell you in our college football lanyard plus we'll tell you the standings of some of the group of five in fcs conferences all that on the y'all kickoff show today 803-816-1170 is our telephone number if you've got a question or comment about your favorite college football team or Maybe you want to criticize, you want to say something, some smack talk about somebody else. If you're an Alabama fan, really fired up at what Coach Orgeron said about your team in the locker room after his team got the win over Bama last week, we welcome that feedback, y'all.com. Y'all show at y'all.com is our email address. And then our number is, again, 803-816-1170. You can text or call that number at your leisure speaking of the alabama crimson tide as we look through the top 25 lineup here for this football saturday the tide tries to bounce back but i don't think they're gonna have to deal with jet lag for this particular week's road trip they'll be going about an hour west of bryant denny stadium and starkville awaits nick saban and the tide the big question going into this game and we'll talk about it a little bit more in our sec spotlight in the next segment to uh as Coach Nick Saban has said that Tua Tagovailoa is going to be a game di- it's going to be a game time decision there in Starkville whether he is the starter for the Crimson Tide. The Tide coming in this game ranked number five in the land. Mississippi State, which is at four and five, have the very very outside outside shot of getting bowl eligible as they really could win this weekend. But guess what? They're probably not going to win this game this weekend. But Sorry, Bulldog fans. But you do have Abilene Christian coming in next week, and then you've got the Land Sharks out of Oxford coming in for the final game for the Egg Bowl. So the chance to get six games is still very much alive. I doubt you can get to that fifth win this weekend, but that's why they play the game. Maybe they'll catch Alabama still reeling from a close loss to LSU. It's Bama and the the Highway 82 rivalry they've got with Mississippi State. And that game starts at 12 noon, 11 central time. ESPN's got the broadcast of this game from Octiba Hall County, Mississippi. In the Big Ten at that same start time, 12 noon, 11 central on ABC, 
Hey, tune in to Beaver Stadium. You'll see a sea of white there at Beaver Stadium in University Park, Pennsylvania, as the Hoosiers, Indiana, which was just ranked last week. I guess they lost in week 11. But Indiana goes in at 7-2, and two, and they're facing off the Penn State against Penn State, which had a tough loss at Minnesota last week. Penn State ranked number 9, and the Nittany Lions are 8-1 and one with a very, very tough challenge of beating Ohio State and then possibly getting back into the football playoff possibilities. But they've got to take care of business against the team coming in from Indiana, from Bloomington, as the Hoosiers are having a pretty good season, already bowl eligible. And this game, again, uh, it's going to be telecast at 12 noon, 11 central on ABC from Beaver Stadium. Back to the SEC we go, and CBS has a doubleheader this weekend as the first game of the doubleheader on this football Saturday, the Gators, which are really struggling these days. Florida losing to Georgia, and then they kind of, man, they didn't do, well, I mean, they did play Vanderbilt. Okay, they lost to Georgia, and they lost to LSU, so they had the two losses consecutively. I guess Vanderbilt is a good therapy when you're when you're having a two-game losing streak. And, man, did they beat the living snot out of Vanderbilt last weekend. Well, this week they try to get revenge as they go to Como as Faroe Field in Columbia awaits the Florida Gators and the Missouri Tigers. This the first of two games on CBS that starts at 12 noon, 11 o'clock Columbia, Missouri time. Mizzou at 5-4 and four really needs this game to try to get their way to bowl eligibility. The wheels have really kind of fallen off of Missouri this year. I know they lost that first game at Wyoming to start the season, and then they lost all their road games. I mean, this is a team that went into Kentucky and lost. They lost big time when they traveled to – where did they go to? I guess they played – did they play Florida? No, they didn't play. I guess they got the heck beat out of them by Georgia last weekend. Yeah. So, yes, right now, Missouri, a team really trying hard to find themselves, and they've got a tough challenge with Florida coming in really on a roll after that game last week against Vanderbilt. Again, this game from Memorial Stadium, Faro Field at CBS. It's a 12 noon, 11 central kick. Wisconsin came back to life last week. They had a big win over Iowa, and now Bucky Badger heads to Lincoln. And this is a Big Ten Network game set for 12 noon, 11 central. And this game for Nebraska could be a big indicator of the Scott Frost experiment. Remember, this is the guy that came in from UCF with a lot of praise and how well he did there. And if Nebraska loses this game, as many expect them to do, They'll be four and six with two games left. And if they lose one of those, they're not going to a bowl this year. This is a team that had a tough 2018 and the frost experiment is getting a little frosty for our Cornhusker fans. Meanwhile, Wisconsin came in and they come into this game with a big win again over Iowa. They're seven and two. They had that tough two game losing streak to Illinois, then followed that up with a big loss to Ohio State. But Wisconsin and Bucky Badger are number 14. This is a noon game again, Eastern, noon Eastern on the Big Ten Network. Big Ten action continues on Fox at that same time slot. And Fox has the battle for the Paul Bunyan Axe as in-state foes Michigan State go to Ann Arbor and face the Michigan Wolverines as UM is currently number 15 in the land at 7-2. and two. And the Spartans come into this game on a four-game losing streak. Yeah, you heard me. I don't know what's going on there with the veteran coach and his lineup there of what's going on there, but the Michigan State, you don't often see them struggling with a losing record now all the way past midway in the season. But yes, right now, 
it's not looking good for the future of Michigan State football. Maybe Nick Saban needs to return to East Lansing and save that program. Make Michigan State great again, Nick Saban. <laughs> Michigan, and he might head there if Alabama fans want to start turning the heat up on him for what might not be a championship season this year in Tuscaloosa. I'm sure Sparty will welcome him back. But this game from the big house, Michigan Stadium, set for a noon Eastern kick on Fox. Now to the Big 12 we go, and Les Miles returns to Stillwater. He coached the Oklahoma State Cowboys back in the early 2000s before greener pastures and Baton Rouge. And Les Miles' Jayhawks go into this game at 3-6. and six. And they've got a number 22 Oklahoma State Pokes team awaiting at 6-3. and three. Coach Gundy has kind of had a good run over here lately. Got his team in the top 25. And this game will be at Boone Pickens Stadium. Going to be a great day in Stillwater. Should be good skies. And in the 60s attempts there, no big blanket needed there in Stillwater. A game set for a noon Eastern 11 o'clock Stillwater time kick on Fox Sports 1. A rivalry game that is the oldest intersectional, I believe is the term used, rivalry in all of college football. And it's been played every year since the 1920s. The midshipmen of Navy sail into Notre Dame Stadium in Notre Dame, Indiana. And there in South Bend, this game broadcast on NBC starting at 2.30 Eastern, 1.30 Central. Believe it or not, this is a top 25 game there on the Peacock Network. Notre Dame ranked number 16 at 7-2. and two, but give a lot of credit to Coach Niamatapalola. <laughs> and I know I butchered that, but how many people really can pronounce his name correctly? God bless him. He's been coaching the United States Naval Academy for a long time, ever since Paul Johnson took off to Georgia Tech. But, yes, he's done a great job. And Navy, which had kind of fallen off the radar, and they were out lost at sea the last two or three years, come back this year at 7-1, and one, and they've got a chance to win the AAC and right now, though, this weekend, it's a rivalry game playing an independent in Notre Dame. And this game, again, set for 2.30 on NBC. Back to the Big Ten. It shouldn't be too hard for Ohio State to rough up on the team that got college football started back in 1869. The Scarlet Knights of Rutgers welcome in the Ohio State Buckeyes at HighPoint.com Stadium in Piscataway, New Jersey. Going to be a chilly day there along the banks of the Atlantic Ocean. And they're a little inland from the Atlantic, but not far from the Jersey Shore. This is a 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central kick on the Big Ten Network. Again, Ohio State now number two in the land on the road at Rutgers this weekend. Now to the ACC, and ABC is going to broadcast this mid-afternoon game from Death Valley Memorial Stadium, Clemson, South Carolina. Wake Forest, which lost big time last week on the road at Virginia Tech, they've got their road bags packed once again, and they'll be in Clemson to take on the number three Clemson Tigers, which stand at 10-0, and and Dabo's got his team poised to, to win this one and then go beat the Gamecocks in a couple of weeks and then right off to the ACC championship and possibly to the college football playoff if everything goes as expected. ABC again televising this one between the Deeks and the Clemson Tigers. Clemson already champions of the ACC Atlantic Division for the fifth straight year. And prior to that, they lost it to Georgia Tech, I think, six years ago. And then they won it, I think, the year before that. So Clemson's won the Atlantic Five of the last six years or six of the last seven years, 
I'm not very good. I didn't go to Clemson, thankfully. <laughs> hey, Clemson, you're glad I didn't go there because if I'd gone to Clemson, they would never have won any of these national championships. I'm, I'm bad luck. You don't want me on your team, Clemson. But I had family members. I got a lot of family members that have worn the orange, and I've got future orange wearers in my family. And so it's it's in my blood, but I can't get it out of me. All right. Back to the SEC. It's the Deep South's oldest rivalry, CBS. This is the second game CBS has of the Southeastern Conference on this football Saturday. As the Georgia Bulldogs, they're number four, and things are looking good for the dogs. As they, If you had to end the season right now, they would be in the college football playoff. Not bad for a team that lost between the hedges to the Gamecocks about a month ago. But Georgia will be in at, in Auburn to take on the Auburn Tigers, number 12 in the land. Auburn with two losses thus far, losing to LSU, and then they also lost that close game to Florida. Jordan Hare awaits. This will be a mid-afternoon game again on CBS. Should be really fun. Brad Nessler, Gary Danielson on the call there in East Alabama. To the Memphis Tigers we go. Memphis is at 8-1, and one, and now their coach is being rumored to be a possibility for Arkansas. Mike Norvell will take his team to Houston, where ESPN2 broadcasts this game from TDECU Stadium in Houston between the Memphis Tigers and the Houston Cougars. Game set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 H-Town time kick on ESPN2. Iowa State hosts the Texas Longhorns on Fox Sports 1. This is another mid-afternoon game from Jack Trice Stadium in Ames. The Horns come in at number 19, and Matt Campbell's Cyclones had a chance to beat Oklahoma last week. They got a little greedy and lost when they went for that two-point conversion, and it failed, but give them a lot of credit. Look for the upset here. Iowa State will have to see what General Gridiron predicts on this one, but Iowa State is glad to be back home, and they have a real chance to beat a top-20 team here at home on this weekend, number 12 of college football. More Big 12 action on ESPN2 at the same time on Saturday, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Manhattan time. The Kansas State Jayhawks and the West Virginia Mountaineers tangle at Bill Snyder Family Stadium in Manhattan. This again, 3.30 and 2.30 Central ESPN. Back to the Big Ten, Minnesota and Iowa. Minnesota still undefeated and row the boat. Good job. Great win against Penn State. Fox has this game from Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. The Hawkeyes and the Gophers, i.e. top 20 game set for 4 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Central. To the SEC and the Mississippi Land Sharks are 4-6. and six. They need this game badly, and then they need to beat their Egg Bowl rival at the end of the year, Mississippi State, to go to a bowl. Matt Luke's team going to have a tough challenge here this day as old coach Ed Orgeron, who coached the Mississippi Land Sharks, formerly known as the Ole Miss Rebels, from the years 2005 to 2007, the Ed Orgeron Coach O dynasty there in chicken on a stick country. And now Coach O brings his number one Bayou Bengals of LSU to Lafayette County. This is a game set for 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Oxford Square time on ESPN. These old rivals, back when LSU and Ole Miss would get together, the Johnny Rebs and the Bayou Bengals and Confederate flags of both teams would be flying and uh, some of us long for those days. Yes, this game set for 7 Eastern, 6 Central on ESPN, and we'll see what happens there with Coach O. This should not be too much of a challenge. The Bayou Bengals 
should be able to win this one easily, but this is a rivalry game, and you say, you, you know, you never know in these games, especially it depends on how much Coach O went down to the local Chevron gas station and loaded up on chicken on the sticks before the game. The AAC has a top 20 team in the Cincinnati Bearcats. They're number 17. And on CBS Sports Network, they'll be taking on Coach Charlie Strong and the South Florida Bulls in the evening hours on this network. 7 o'clock Tampa time is the kick from Raymond James Stadium between the Bearcats and the Bulls. And, and that ain't no bull. Hey, also want to tell you about the Georgia State Panthers. They'll be at number 25 Appalachian State, a game televised on ESPNU in Atlanta. Remember, these are two teams that have already knocked off two SEC teams this year in Tennessee and South Carolina and OAP State in addition to beating the Gamecocks last week. They've also got the pelt of the North Carolina Tar Heels hanging on their wall. So the Nears and the Panthers, great job, both guys there from the Sun Belt, the new coach for App State, Coach Drinkwitz, and then Sean Elliott of the Georgia State Panthers, a game again on ESPNU starting at 7.30 Atlanta time. Utah will be hosting UCLA. This is a game on Fox, starts at 8 Eastern, 7 o'clock. And that's from Salt Lake City. Boise State, ranked number 21 in the land. They'll be hosting the Lobos of New Mexico. And that game from Boise starting at 10.15 Eastern, 9.15 Central on ESPN2. Late night football, don't you love it? And the latest game of the top 25 features the Wildcats of Arizona heading out to Oregon, where the number six Ducks with a record of 8-1. and And this game from Eugene's Alton Stadium begins at 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Central. And that would be 7.30 local time on ESPN between the Cats and the Little Duckies. And I don't want to leave out the other game. I would call this the biggest game of the weekend on ABC from McLean Stadium. And this is a game that kicks off at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Waco time. Number 10, Oklahoma, 8-1 against undefeated 9-0, number 13, Baylor. College football game day from ESPN will be in Waco for this big matchup of Big 12 teams. And if Baylor can somehow escape Oklahoma, they'll move to 10-0. And you really have to start thinking, is this a team that's going to make it to the college football playoff? I think so. They still have Texas coming into Waco. But if they can knock off the Sooners, the Horns, and then they've got one one other game they got to play with somebody else in the Big 12, they'll be undefeated heading into their conference game in Arlington. But this is a huge game. Again, college game day will be in Waco this Saturday morning. And that is a look at the Big 12, SEC, the ACC, and other games, the top 25 of all of college football here on this 12th weekend. When we come back after the break, we'll turn our attention specifically to the Southeastern Conference and walk you through a couple of news and items from that category of news in the SEC, and then we'll discuss more of some of the games going on in the SEC. All that in our SEC Spotlight, plus General Gridiron's coming up later this hour. All that ahead on the Y'all Kickoff Show. Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do 
have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You too can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. into the y'all kickoff show and yeah how about that lsu song go tigers we've got some ed orgeron news to tell you about hold on though we'll also let you know that coming up in a few minutes we're going to walk through this week 12 lineup of the southeastern conference where the tigers will be where all the other games of the sec including the deep south's oldest rivalry going on this weekend we'll walk through the schedule so hold on for that but first, let's tell you about Oid Orgeron, as if you saw the video of him having a good time after that win over Alabama this past weekend, he, he was rather colorful with his language. Well, he says his, his sometimes profane locker room talk, and this one particularly after they beat Alabama, was not meant for public consumption and not meant to hurt anyone. As a player posted a video of Coach Orgeron, Coach O, getting rather yell, uh, rather loud and, and yelling some profanities about Alabama. Again, this was not necessarily for public consumption, and it was taken down. And the coach said, we talk around the dinner table and say some things that outside the family we don't say. It was no means to hurt anybody, nothing like that. It was just a fiery moment, very emotional moment. I think that's all that was. I wonder what he's going to do to that player. Because it did get out there almost immediately on social media. And I saw it and I laughed because <laughs> I laugh every time Ed Orgeron talks, if you want to know the truth. I'll tell you, a guy who was not laughing after that loss to LSU was Tua Tagviola, the quarterback of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Not laughing because his team lost. Not laughing because he was probably in a lot of pain the next day. And guess what? Because of what happened as they tried to rush him back to the field in that LSU game, the Crimson Tide are saying that they're going to kind of make a game-time decision on Tua heading into the game at Mississippi State this weekend. He had surgery to repair a high ankle sprain three weeks ago. 
And now after the 46-41 loss, Crimson Tide, Coach Nick Saban going to take it easy on the junior quarterback. And I think he'll probably play, but you may not see him playing quite as much as you did in that LSU game and what should be a somewhat comfortable win in this rivalry game at Davis-Wade Stadium. Now back to that Arkansas gossip as Chad Morris let go as the Hogs coach. Is Gus Malzahn of the Auburn Tigers a candidate for that coaching job? Well, he says that he loves Auburn. This is Gus Malzahn, an Arkansas native. And yeah, after firing Chad Morris only 22 games into his tenure, maybe, just maybe, Gus Malzahn might go back to Fayetteville, back to his native state. He said he loves Auburn. And he said, like he said in the past, I love my players and we got a bright future here. Nothing's changed. So if Gus Malzahn isn't a candidate for the Hogs. Who could be? Well, two names have surfaced that could be very strong possibilities. And they both start with the first name, Mike. Mike Norvell, head coach of the Memphis Tigers. And then Mike Leach of the Washington State Cougars, who's been there long enough, done a good job, but maybe getting a little, get a little restless there in Washington State. And so we'll find out as the Hogs should be taking their sweet time and making the decision of who their next coach is going to be because, well, they do have plenty of time. They need to make a right choice. Now, let's tell you about some future games that are going to be on your schedule to plan for. The Florida Gators and the Sun Devils of Arizona State have announced a future home-and-home series for the years 2028 and 2031. The first game will be played 2028 in Tempe at Sun Devil Stadium, and then the Devils and Gators get together in 2031 at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium on the campus of the University of Florida. So the Gators, remember, recently put out a thing saying, hey, somebody come play us. Well, ASU has said, okay, we'll come your way. Here's what's happening this 12th weekend of SEC football. If you want to make your plans accordingly, that Alabama-Mississippi State game is at noon Eastern, 11 Central, televised on ESPN from Davis Wade Stadium, the battle for US 82, the Crimson Tide now with a chance to maybe move back in to a CFP spot if somebody above them loses. And that probably is going to happen at some point. Not sure who. I doubt it's going to be Clemson. Clemson with Wake Forest this weekend. And the SEC this weekend also kicking off at noon Eastern, 11 Central on a CBS doubleheader. The first of two games on CBS is Florida at Missouri. As Missouri went into the swamp last year and won, and now the Gators try to embarrass the Tigers in front of their home crowd at Faroe Field. This game, again, a noon Eastern, 11 o'clock Como time. The Deep South's oldest rivalry is renewed this weekend, and it's the second of the CBS games on this football Saturday as the number four dogs go into Auburn, and Gus Malzahn and his team will host Jake Fromm and company as Georgia-Auburn. Great rivalry, and this is at Jordan-Hare Stadium. And also in the SEC, at that same kickoff time of 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central, at the SEC Network, you can tune in and see Kentucky and Vanderbilt, two teams who really have had a tough year. I don't think there's any way Vanderbilt can go bowling. Kentucky, with a miracle, I think, can reel off a couple of straight wins and maybe find themselves at bowl eligibility but likely not going to happen. But they might could win this weekend right here at Vanderbilt Stadium in Nashville. Again, that's a 2.30 Nashville West End time on the SEC Network. 
Now in Starkville, rather in Oxford, Mississippi, you have the Mississippi Land Sharks and the chicken on a stick lover Ed Orgeron returning to the place where he got his first head coaching gig in the University of Mississippi as the number one Bayou Bengals try to keep the momentum on their side as they have this rivalry game, a game that used to be played and should always be played around Halloween. That was the day that Billy Cannon had that famous run back in 59. And so many of the great contests between these old rivals have been played around Halloween. But this year, the scheduling gods have pushed this closer to Thanksgiving. And so the Bayou Bengals come in there, and they've got Mr. Plumlee now leading the way for the Sharks along with that other guy from California. And I I think this is going to be not totally a blowout, but it's going to be close to a blowout. Let me just say that. I I don't see LSU letting up at all. And I see this being a heavy purple and gold crowd inside Vault Hemingway Stadium. This is a 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock kick on ESPN from the Vault as LSU and their wild bunch love to go to the Grove. And in this case, when they're the number one team in the country and the Sharks of Mississippi aren't even probably going to a bowl game this year, they've got to win this one and at Mississippi State to close up the season. Yeah, it's going to be tough for you, Shark fans. LSU should easily win this one. And our final SEC game here this week, 12, the Gamecocks of South Carolina, who have struggled as well. Man, we got a lot of struggling teams in the SEC right now. The Cox will head to Kyle Field and Texas A&M have them in town for a game set for 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 College Station time on the SEC Network. After the break here on the Y'all Show, stick around. We'll have General Gridiron paying his very, very important visit to our show and giving us his prognostication of the Week 12 lineup. That's ahead on the Y'all Kickoff Show. You don't want to miss it. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Let's observe the inflatable noodle man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless, a literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Welcome into the bunker of General Gridiron, Field Marshal of Football Forecasting. 
We're about to map out the way this college football weekend is going to go. Will your favorite team be marching to victory, or will the enemy be taking your battle flag? The college football derby hits the home stretch this Week 12 weekend. Several teams are jockeying for position to hold that coveted bouquet of flowers in early January. But even more teams are trapped in a paddock of their own mess with no chance to run for the roses. So get in your starting gate, grab your helmet, and man those battle stations. We're ready for another round of General Gridiron's football foretelling. Oklahoma at Baylor. Unbeaten in the Big 12, a huge crowd's ready for this big contest. Heck, even college game day is going to be on hand. And we ain't talking about the Sooners. Congratulations to Matt Rule and his very good and very lucky bastion of Burley Baptist Beast. A win this day, and it's highly probable BU will have a beautiful shot at playing for the conference title in Arlington. But with Reese Davis, Kirk Herbstreet, and crazy coach Corso chilling in Waco, that Oklahoma sideline will be turnt this Sunsplash game day. This will be a close one. The Generals' victor, Baylor. Minnesota at Iowa. Row the boat. Uh, Not sure what the other words are coming out of Coach P.J. Flex's trap this week, but ain't going to pour that icy cold water on the thrill ride Golden Gophers enjoying. 9-0 for the first time since Roosevelt was in the Oval Office. And we're talking Teddy Roosevelt, that is. Minnesota's at number 7 in this week's AP poll. And this tough road trip to Iowa City will give us a better idea of Flex Varmin and what they can do to put the thrill of last week behind them and earn their road stripes. The Hawkeyes are a little banged up for this one, especially their feelings. Last week's rally in Madison almost worked. And that almost win will bite them in the tuckus again. The Generals' victor, the Floyd of Rosedale Big Bronze Pig Trophy goes to Minnesota. Navy at Notre Dame. This rivalry is the longest uninterrupted intersectional rivalry in college football, having been played continuously since these two first played back on October 15, 1927. The Catholics have a commanding lead in the battle for the Rip Miller Trophy, ND with the 76-13-1 one tie edge. Of course, it helps when the Irish rip off 43 straight as they did between 1964 and 2006. This year, Brian Kelly and crew are on the outside looking in when it comes to the CFP, so whooping up on the sailors in front of the home crowd just might be the last smile leprechaun lovers will have until next year. Even though the USNA is ranked number 21, it's the home team that ought to have uh, smooth sailing this Saturday. The Generals' victor, Notre Dame. Alabama at Mississippi State. The battle for US 82, or the 90-mile drive. That's what this rivalry is called, and it'll pit two neighbors from the SEC West. Bama's on an 11-game victory streak in this series, and head west on 82 red hot. Not red hot because they're firing on all cylinders, Red Hot at losing last week to the Fiery Cajun and his bold, profanity-filled statements. The Cowpunchers sit at 4-5 and and have to bite a bunch of ankles to get to the postseason. Senior Tommy Stevens was a superstar under center the last time MSU suited up against a now-fired Chad Morris at Arkansas. Stevens' star won't be shining quite as bright in front of the Cowbell Clangers this day. The Generals' victor, Alabama. Michigan State at Michigan. The Paul Bunyan Trophy is at stake Saturday inside the big house. This 112th date between in-state rivals ain't exactly the weekend's hottest game. Mark D'Antonio's East Lansing lads limp over to Ann Arbor at 4-5, and five, and they've got the number 14 Jimmy Harbaugh coach Weasels wetted a chop on them with that Bunyan axe. 
The winged helmets are slowly building back their mojo after a few early season embarrassments. Sparty might think he's catching Go Blue at a good time, but with a four-game losing streak heading into this one, MSU ain't got a chance. The Generals, Victor, Michigan. Just ahead, the Sun Belt Conference has chalked up three wins against the SEC and ACC this year, and the parties responsible for that will have their own East Division party in Atlanta. Also, it's time once again for the Deep South's oldest rivalry, Auburn v. Georgia. Don't go anywhere. General Gridiron will be right back. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. From ooh to aww. Whatever reaction you're looking for this holiday, spread more joy with holiday cards, calendars, and photo gifts from Vistaprint. And now you can get up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars at Vistaprint.com. Discover cards in the latest trends or fill a calendar with your favorite photos. So make more merry at Vistaprint.com with up to 50% off all holiday cards and calendars. Plus great deals on photo gifts. Just enter code HOLIDAY50 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com. Code HOLIDAY50. Howdy, soldiers. This is General Gridiron back with you. Each week, this fabulous football forecast is heard on some of the finest radio stations where college football shakes the nation. In Everett, Pennsylvania, on WZSK AM 1040, News Talk 1040. And WLIL FM 102.7, home of the trading post in the morning and classic country favorites all day in Farragut, Tennessee. We appreciate all of our radio affiliates. Now, let's get back into the football fight for Week 12. Appalachian State at Georgia State. Slayers of the SEC and UNC, too. That's right. Through 11 weeks of the 2019 season, Eliah Drinkwitz and Sean Elliott's Sun Belt Fun Belt representatives have combined wins over Power 5's Tennessee, South Carolina, and North Carolina. And now the class of the Sunbelt East meet at the pitcher's mound at Old Turner Field to help clarify the conference race. App State's back in the coaches' top 25 at number 24 this week. And with a big win over the Gamecocks last Saturday night, another road trip to a southern state capital city seems perfect. GSU will try to hurl a no-hitter, but these Mountaineers are swinging for the fence. The Generals' victor, Appalachian State, and a walk-off. Wake Forest at Clemson. The Deeks let the air out of the balloon with a pedestrian performance last Saturday night in Blacksburg. That throttling by VT, combined with Clemson's even more throttling over the pack, put the fighting Dabos back in Charlotte for the conference championship. Now Dave Clawson's bewildered traveling preacher men can only hope and pray that the Tigers take their foot off the gas in this mid-afternoon meetup. This is Clemson's last home game for 2019. And those orange-clad overall wearers hope to put this one to bed early and give the walk-ons face time. And that'll happen earlier than expected. The Generals' victor, Clemson. LSU at Mississippi. To understand the world, you must first understand a place like Mississippi. 
A feller named Faulkner said that, and literally right beside a home he helped build for his mama in Oxford, you'll find Four Corners Chevron at the corner of South Lamar and University Avenue. Ed Orgeron knows that spot all too well. You see, Orgeron ain't got a grasp on the English word like Uncle Bill Faulkner, but he sure knows that delicious taste of chicken on a stick served up at Four Corners. And with the primetime kickoff, Oh and the Bayou Bengals will have enough time for a gas station snack. And then they'll feast on the fighting fake fish of the University of Mississippi. The General's Victor, LSU Easy. Wisconsin at Nebraska. The Freedom Trophy's up for grabs Saturday in Lincoln. Oh, that wacky Big Ten and its array of trophy games. Bucky's won five straight regular season meetings in this contest, and fueled by nail-biting and much-needed victory against the Hawkeyes last week, feels pretty good about this venture to Star City. A sea of red awaits this matchup, and the four wins, five losses home team better batten down the hatches. The Scott Frost Happy Reunion will get a little touchy for NU with another conference setback and a likely losing season. The Corn Patch won't be happy with this prognostication. The Generals' victor, Wisconsin. Georgia at Auburn. This top 15 contest on the Plains is the latest chapter of the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Georgia's supposed to ride the arm of veteran QB Jake Fromm into this one, and a stout dog D should help seal a win. But Auburn's closing out its 2019 schedule with four home games, and this Georgia game is just the preamble to the Iron Bowl. So, lots of toilet papers on the ready on College Street. Bo Nix and the AU offense will come out strong. Oh, and that War Eagle D will clean up Ugga's mess. The Generals' victor, Auburn in an upset. All righty, that's the best of the lot on this weekend of some dang good matchups. But hang on to your helmet, there's more of the show coming up. We'll be back in a moment to wrap up this week's General Gridiron with our Rapid Fire Picks. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. This is General Gridiron back with you. We've already maneuvered through this weekend's lineup of frontline college football showdowns. Now it's time to fix bayonets and storm the field with our rapid-fire football forecast. Penn State pounces on Indiana. Florida flummoxes Missouri. Washington State outwits Stanford. Oklahoma State shoots the Kansas Jayhawkers. TCU torches Texas Tech. Air Force bombards Colorado State. Army lays siege on VMI. Oregon obliterates Arizona. Iowa State embarrasses Texas. Boise State spanks New Mexico. Temple wins against Tulane. Kansas State kerfuffles West Virginia. Texas A&M big against South Carolina. 
NC State roars back versus Louisville. Memphis pounces on Houston. Vanderbilt vexes Kentucky. Duke slam dunks Syracuse. And USC gets the road W in Berkeley against the Cal Bears. Well, troops, you can now put your swords back in their scabbards. We're all out of picks on this week's edition of General Gridiron. We'll be back again next week. Same General Gridiron time, same General Gridiron station. So don't forget to tune us in on the radio, Facebook, YouTube TV, or download the Y'all Show free on iTunes podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends all about the show. Just search for General Gridiron. This is John Rawl, the General of Gridiron Glory, thanking you for letting me be part of your weekend celebration. General Gridiron is a production of Y'all. For more, log on to y'all.com, the ultimate guide to the South. That'll be all, y'all. Sir, yes, sir. General Gridiron, thank you, sir, for that great introduction of what's going on of Week 12 college football. And we'll be keeping score. Hey, that wraps up our first hour. I'm John Rawl. Thank you so much for listening to the Y'all Kickoff Show as we walk you through all of the exciting games here on this 12th weekend of college football. And we're not done. We've got a whole nother hour coming your way after this break. As we start hour two, we'll go to Jonathan Leifite of CBS Sports Digital and the 24-7 Sports Network as he'll go through the ACC news and notes, and then we'll get him to weigh in on the 12th weekend of the Atlantic Coast Conference. Then our barbecue and Big 12 barrister will be paying us a house call. Matt Hermans will have some great information, especially for this week. It was so darn cold in a lot of the, the South, and and, and with, the, with this cold in mind and with with our bellies in mind, he's going to pay us a visit to start his segment out and talk about how you can grill when it's 10 degrees outside and what kind of changes you might need to make with your grill to offset the cold temperatures outside. That's a little nugget that he's going to share with us. And then Matt Hermans will switch over to his Big 12 role where we've got those big games coming up in the Big 12, including Kansas and Oklahoma State getting together. That's not the biggest game, though, in that conference. The big one is Oklahoma along the banks of the Brazos taking on the Waco Bears. And we'll get Matt Hermans' evaluation of that college game day matchup in the second hour and then we'll close it all out this week with our college football lanyap a look around the power five rather the group of five and then we look at the fcs games going on this weekend all that in our second hour of today's y'all kickoff show thank you for listening we'll be right back two or should we rename this the second half (laughs) of the y'all kickoff show is right here upon us thank you for listening to this show all about the south and it's got a spotlight here on our end of the week edition about college football the greatest sport in the land and the y'all show it is the y'all kickoff show And we're glad that you could take time to listen to it and learn about all the games going on this weekend from the big boy schools of the SEC and ACC and Big 12. But later this hour, we're going to give the little fellers a little bit of love. 
We've got our group of five schools that will single out and tell you about their games going on here on this 12th weekend of college football. And of course, we'll tell you about some of the FCS programs and their important games on that level that's going on here on this football Saturday. See, no other show in all of the land does what we do here. Talk about all of this. All y'all. We're the all y'all football show. And we're glad to do that. I'm John Rawl. Thank you. Our website is y'all.com. And you can go there and link up to hear the Y'all Kickoff Show. You can see the General Gridiron Video Show. Yes, we have an awesome little 13-minute video. You heard General Gridiron in the previous hour, his prognostications of this weekend's games. Well, we have a really cool YouTube version of that that has video footage and, and the General's unique way of predicting the weekend's games. And we want you to go to y'all.com and, and watch that. And if you like it, share it with all your friends and family and neighbors, even your enemies. The General Gridiron YouTube show right there at y'all.com. Right now, though, we want you to listen about the Atlantic Coast Conference as week 12. Well, we don't have any monster games, frankly. I was hoping that this, this Wake Forest Clemson game in the Atlantic Division was going to be a deciding game, a game that would show that Wake Forest was going to maybe give Clemson a run for the money. Heck, the Deeks might even win that game and go on and play in Charlotte. Well, they blew it last week. They got hammered by Virginia Tech. Clemson has already, they've already punched their ticket to Charlotte. They'll be playing for the ACC championship game for the fifth straight year in early December. So congratulations to the Tigers. Go Tigers! But not the purple and gold Tigers, the Clemson Tigers. They'll be back there as they'll try to get another ACC championship, which I guess would be their fifth straight. I'm, I'm take, kind of taking a guess on that, but yeah, it sounds about right. So Clemson is in full steam ahead for Dabo Sweeney's program. They've got this ACC game this weekend, and then they've got the South Carolina game in two weeks. But this is our ACC spotlight. We welcome in Jonathan Leifite of Go Jackets and also with the 24-7 Sports and CBS Sports Digital Network. And he comes on, and we're going to get him in a moment, Jonathan, to, to kind of walk through this 12th weekend of ACC football, the lineup. But we start out talking with Mr. Leifite about the news of the conference heading into this weekend. And the biggest news story is this coaching vacancy <laughs> that's going on in Tallahassee with the Florida State Seminoles and Man, Jonathan, I'm glad that you're here and you can help us kind of make sense of this because what is a wacky story, which got even wackier last week because FSU has gone back to an interim coach, the same one they used in the bowl game a couple of years ago prior to the coach coming in and who's now been fired for FSU. And now they've gone back to that veteran coach assistant. And he won last week at Boston College. The Knowles won. And they've got a chance to go back to the bowl circuit here, which I guess would be continuing the longest streak in all of college football. FSU's got that of going to bowl games. So, yes, I know there's controversy and there's speculation about this coaching position. Well, Jonathan, it just got a little more wacky. Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys has spoken, and he's endorsing Deion Sanders' prime time to go back to his alma mater and be the next head coach of the Florida State Seminoles. What do you think of that? Well, I, I saw that, and, and some of the reactions on Twitter were pretty funny. Um, I, I, I would be really surprised if they went in that direction. It would shock me pretty well. He has had uh, pretty much outside of like uh, you know what I'll call 
rec league or, or high school football, really no coaching experience at all and, and done nothing. So he knows nothing about running a program at, you know, at a high level and all of the things that, you know, that, that it takes to do that. So if they went in that direction, it will probably be one of the more entertaining things to, to watch, but it'll also probably be pretty much like watching a train wreck too. So, uh, you know, because I, I don't see how he will be able to, to pull it all together, not having any experience in the college coaching game, really. Well, hey, Jonathan, how entertaining has Florida State football been these last two years? I would say not not, not very much. Yeah, but if you're going to be entertaining, you want it to be on the field, not off the field. You don't want a little prime time at the dope? Come on now. No. Well, <laughs> hey, I'm no Florida State fan, so as far as I'm concerned, I can hire him, but right. uh <laughs> if I'm a Florida State fan, I'm 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 like recoiling in horror at this at the thought of this. We'll see what happens as primetime Deion Sanders. There are some out there actively campaigning for him to be the new coach of the Knowles. More to come on that. Hey, let me remind you, although prime time may not be quite prime time for coaching, I saw somewhere, Jonathan, where there are three of the top five coaches right now in college football they've been assistant coaches but they were never coordinators prior to their being in coaching right now and actually these are your unbeaten team so help me out on this three of them have never been coordinators and they were elevated from a position coach to head coach Dabo Sweeney is one of them Ed Orgeron is the other and I believe it's PJ Fleck of Minnesota was the other one does that sound about right to you uh I think so um I know Ed Orgeron went from pretty much like a defensive line coach uh, at USC back to Ole Miss to become a head coach. And then, of course, he was, uh, I think, at the same position at LSU. And, and then they elevated him up under when, when Les Miles was let go. Yeah, and we certainly want to promote that Dabo Sweeney was never a coordinator prior to being Clemson's head coach. I think they just kind of said, oh, we'll give this kid a shot to be an interim coach and we'll go off and try to replace Tommy Bowden with somebody really big. And guess what? Dabo went on to win a bunch of games. And they were like, hey, maybe this boy is pretty good. And you know what, Clemson? You're absolutely right on that. <laughs> yeah, they, they did pretty well with that one. That was a pretty good guess there. All right, and, and maybe the current interim coach at Florida State is should be someone heavily considered. Look, he just had a big win on the road last week. He should win this week. No telling what's going to happen there with that program. Jonathan, let's look at week number 12 of ACC football, the weekend with a little early start with UNC at Pittsburgh. And then we get to this football Saturday lineup as those Seminoles are going to have the Alabama State Hornets out of the swag coming into Doak. This will be a noon Tallahassee time kick on ACCNX. I think I heard you say earlier, Knowles shouldn't be too much in a contest with this one, right? If they are, then they've got really big issues. All right. Wake Forest at Clemson. Again, Wake blew it last weekend at Lane Stadium. This is a 3.30 Death Valley time kick on ABC. Clemson's just about wrapped up the regular season. they got Wake here this weekend. I think they've got an open weekend next weekend before they head over to South Carolina and pummel the Gamecocks. ABC, again, is your network for this one between the Deeks and Clemson. It's the Battle of the Techs. Jonathan, I know you're going to tell me one of these is the real tech at Bobby Dodd Stadium on ACCNX. It's Georgia Tech hosting Virginia Tech at 3.30 Atlanta time. What do you think of this one? There is only one tech. Okay, Texas Tech. You're right. Or, or is it yes. Tennessee Tech? 
<laughs> yeah. We'll go with Georgia Tech on that one. All right. Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech. Is Georgia Tech capable of getting a W here? They are capable. Um, I, I think, you know, they've continued to improve and uh, uh, throughout the season. And, and uh, the, the, you know, it'll just be a question of uh, they don't have much room for error. And, uh, you know, if the Hokies come in and take them even a little bit lightly, they'll be in a ball game pretty quickly. And, you know, Tech, Georgia Tech went on the road and, and uh, did a pretty good job against Virginia and came close on that one. And they've, they've you know, they beat Miami as well. So these are all all games that, you know, that show that they're they're quite capable and they haven't haven't really been blown out of anything short of the Clemson game. Sorry, this isn't a basketball game. Syracuse is at Duke this week, and this is a game at Wallace Wade that begins at 4 Eastern, 3 o'clock Central on ACCN. Can the Fighting Cutcliffs get a victory here? Absolutely, they can. As a matter of fact, I would say that they're probably going to be favored to win. They should be favored to win that one. Syracuse just looks like a team that's ready for this season to end. All right. Well, their basketball team may have a little bit better opportunity here heading forward. Hey, if you like red and black, you're in luck at Carter Finley as the Louisville Cardinals will be visiting NC State. This is your primetime game on ACCN. Can Dave Doran's bunch finally get a victory here against Louisville? You know, this is a, a good question. I, I thought Louisville had a pretty good shot to go down and, and win at Miami based on how they played, but Man, they laid a big egg and got got their butts handed to them. So, yeah, I don't know who's going to win this one. That I think you know that this one could go either way. And and uh, but if I if you were forced me to pick, I'd probably go with Louisville just because they've been a little better uh, throughout the season. Uh, NC State it just really has just kind of folded pretty pretty badly. Their quarterback situation has just been uh, just not good, and they hadn't been able to find anybody to to kind of fill those shoes that. Uh, that uh, Finley left behind. And what about the Pack's running game? Is it effective at all? Uh, not without everybody's just stacking the. I mean, stacking the box and, and forcing them to throw, and they haven't been able to do anything. So, you know, from that perspective, their offense has just been ineffective all around. You, you can't be one dimensional, uh, you know, unless you run an option, uh, an option type offense where you're running all the time or something like that. So, uh, you know, if you're going to be one dimensional, you better be running a specialized offense that does that, whether it's a, you know, an air raid or a, or a triple option. Yep. Sounds like the Wolfpack may be an early hibernation there in Raleigh. This again is a seven thirty Raleigh time kick on ACCN. And that is week 12 of ACC football. Jonathan, thank you very much for everything you provide. Jonathan, of course, with CBS Sports Digital and the 24-7 Sports Network. Have a great week, sir. I sure will. You guys do the same. All right. When we come back on the Y'all Kickoff Show, the Big 12 will be on our mind, but barbecue will be on our mind, too. In fact, because of the really cold temperatures, the Arctic blast that we enjoyed, and I use that in air quotes, earlier this week, Matt Hermans, our Big 12 and barbecue barrister, will start out the segment talking about grilling and extremely cold temperatures (laughs) so that will be there and then things will be heated up though when he gets to the big 12 talk as baylor and oklahoma have a huge game at mclean stadium we'll get his take on that and much more as the y'all kickoff show continues
Well, look who's home. How was your day, hon? Uh, you know, stressful, exhausting. Lay down on me and we'll talk about it. Oh, Purple Mattress, you know how to support me. Hey, I'm just a mattress doing my job. You're more than that. You're a Purple Mattress. Who cares about a bed with numbers when I have your Purple Grid to comfort my body's pressure points? And forget memory foam. Your non-toxic, hyper-elastic polymer minimizes heat, keeping me cool and comfortable the whole night through. If you're happy, I'm happy. But you do have up to 100 days to return me for a full refund. And give up the best night's sleep I've had since I learned to walk? No way. You're the only one I want to come home to. Purple Mattress. You two can come home to a Purple Mattress by texting OFFER to 84888. And now for a limited time, receive a free Purple product with your order. When you text OFFER to 84888, that's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. It doesn't make a whole lot of difference to uh, grilling necessarily, even if it's freezing, because your meat is so close to the flame that you're essentially you're really uh, taking away any type of buffer zone between the flame and the heat and the meat. So it's not going to affect a whole heck of a lot when you're talking about grilling burgers, steaks, chops directly, which means right over the heat or the flame. Where it does come into play quite a bit is your barbecue. So when you're smoking, um, you're doing it totally differently. You've got your heat source in one direction or one part, one place, and then you've got your meat in another place. Whether that's a side box smoker, you've got your heat source on the side, and then you've got your meat uh, on the other larger portion, and the heat kind of flows in. Or if you're doing a barrel smoker, we've got your heat source on the bottom, and you've got something uh, in between the meat and the heat. So maybe it's water, maybe it's sand, maybe it's it can be anything, but indirect. You've got more space when you're smoking low and slow when you're making what we call barbecue here in the South. You've got more space between your heat source and your meat. So a very low temperature uh, can really, really affect your ability to keep that heat up. So while, or maybe if you're just getting started um, with barbecue, with low and slow, long, uh, long smokes, long cooks, big pieces of meat, you may have a little bit of a, uh, a method down. You may know exactly where you have your vents. Uh, in other words, all the way open or partially closed. You may have this method kind of down where you know where you want to cook. Maybe you like 250. Maybe that's the sweet spot that you want to cook at is 250 degrees. If you're sitting with this Arctic blast, uh, it's not going to work the same way. So the amount of charcoal you use, the vent, uh, uh, the way you've got your vents open or closed, this situation is not going to be the same when you're dealing with an Arctic blast because of that space. You're going to have to up your charcoal. You're going to have to up your wood. You may have to open those vents open uh, quite a bit more to get airflow. It's just not going to hit the same temperature when you're dealing with 10, 15, 20 degrees as opposed to 75, 80, 90 degrees. It's a totally different game. When you're, when you're dealing with cold that level, in other words, that level of cold, you're going to have to adjust. So I would say add more charcoal, open your vents. You may want to add a little bit more wood because you will see on that temperature gauge, particularly on a smoker, that it's just not going to cook the same way and you've got to adjust for that. That's a big deal. Um, somebody who's maybe just getting started or hasn't cooked in the cold before uh, will come back out and look at their rack of ribs or their pork butt and say, holy cow, 
I tell you, that fellow knows his cooking. He also knows a little thing or two about the Big 12. This is the Y'all Kickoff Show. It's our barbecue slash Big 12 spotlight. And that voice, that sexy voice you just heard, wasn't my voice. It was the voice of one Matt Hermans, who comes on the Y'all Show each Tuesday and discusses the Big 12 and barbecue. And that was a little, a little tiny barbecue sample from the barrister talking about how you need to take care of barbecue and and don't let this cold weather get in the way but if you're going to go outside and it's 10 degrees and snowing you might want to factor in a few things and that was his very wise advice coming to us here on today's y'all kickoff show well we've got matt still on board to talk a lot about the big 12 now we're going to go through this 12th weekend of big 12 football with him which includes Les Miles, he's back in Big 12 football country, back at his old head coaching gig at Oklahoma State this weekend. He's now the head coach of the Kansas Jayhawks, Rock Chalk, and Les Miles, and the Mad Hatter himself, will be back at his old employer, Oklahoma State, as the Jayhawks and the Pokes have a Big 12 battle. The biggest game, though, in the conference this weekend is Oklahoma traveling to Waco as Waco's Baylor University has college game day in town, and the Bears are undefeated in all football. Not just in the Big 12. They they haven't lost a game all year. And they've got the Sooners coming in, and what a statement it would be if Baylor somehow escapes and gets to 10-0 this weekend. We'll we'll get Matt Herman's take on all that. But first, Barrister, let's talk about some of the news going on across the Big 12 entering this 12th weekend. And Unfortunately for the Sooners, as they head south, they're going to be out without the services of some of their great players. Trey Sermon and Kenneth Mann are now out for the season with injuries. Do you know anything more about how these two Oklahoma Sooners were injured? Uh, well, they don't. They haven't said anything about the injuries. Of course, they're not. Uh, Lincoln Riley, the head coach at Oklahoma, is not going to mention how good or bad they are. You don't really know. Trey Sermon's a huge, huge loss. Um, he is. Uh, He's a heck of a, uh, a back there for Oklahoma and uh, has done some serious damage this year. He's he's uh, a key and integral part of that offense uh, for Jalen Hurts. And, of course, we all know if you're going to go downfield, uh, particularly in that Oklahoma offense, you need a backfield threat. And Trey Sermon is, is certainly one. So uh, we'll see how that affects the offense moving down the road, see if it actually affects the passing game. Um, Oklahoma will, will struggle a little bit because Sermon, I think, is their best back. Okay, Sermon and Mann are out for the rest of the year. Now, some good news if you're an Oklahoma Sooner fan, some heartwarming news. As Jalen Hurts gave a young Sooner fan, Raiden Overbay, he gave him a signed autograph football as Oklahoma recognized this youngster who had a little bully viral video of him being bullied went out and the Sooners stepped forward and helped their fan out with a with some gifts don't bully matt that's the message here yeah yeah i'd uh we didn't you know uh we didn't have uh cell phones in in school or maybe a lot of us could have gone to see the sooners at some point but uh hey good for him good for oklahoma um it's a good pr move for the program and uh yeah good all around now, Oklahoma had their game again against Iowa State. Well, I'm pretty sure I heard from Bryant Denny in that big LSU-Alabama game this weekend some kind of announcement about Hurts or Oklahoma, and I heard a lot of applause there at Bryant Denny. Did you hear the same thing that I heard? 
I did, yeah. The sec- second uh, only to the Trump announcement, right? I think applause <laughs> there as well. <laughs> That's right. A lot of applause uh, for the president. A lot of applause for Jalen Hurts, too. I think Alabama doesn't have any reason to have any hard feelings about Jalen Hurts. He, he played a heck of a uh, – played a lot of good football for him, particularly last year. So, um, yeah, I think there's still some good feelings there. Do you think with Hurts on the roster, the Tide could have won that game again at LSU? Well, you know, I will t- I will say this. I, I think uh, Tua is a heck of a quarterback. Um, I think he was thoroughly outplayed by Joe Burrow, and I think uh, some of that might have had to do with the knee. So, yeah, maybe if you had a healthy Hurts as opposed to a hobbled, and, and Tua was clearly hobbled uh, a little bit. I think he was throwing the ball fine, but he was a little bit uh, banged up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that could have made the difference, although LSU – um, I don't want to take anything away from them. That is a good football team. They essentially, from my perspective, controlled that game, um, uh, mostly from start to finish. And like I say, Joe Burrow looked like the best quarterback in the country. So uh, I don't want to say it could have changed things. Maybe the, maybe the score would have been a little bit closer if he had Hurts, but I still think LSU is a better team. Well, this is our Big 12 spotlight, but can I just say two words to you? Matt Herman's our barrister for Big 12 football. What's that? Go Tigers. <laughs> that's right you sound like coach o no I don't, I don't think anybody sounds like coach o and did i hear you say that president trump was at that game the president was at the lsu alabama game absolutely well, you yeah. never would have known it if you'd have tuned in to cbs they may have shown him one time maybe but i watched that game primarily to see the president just to see the reaction to see what he did and in the 90 percent of the game that i watched I never saw him. I only heard one announcer. I guess it was um, whoever the main guy is, the play-by-play guy for CBS, mentioned that yeah. the commander-in-chief was in the audience. Other than yeah. that, I never saw yeah. any reference to him. And I know if I it was know. his predecessor at the game, they, they probably would have shown him more than the football game. Absolutely. I, I agree. And, and, you know, they didn't They didn't really show the massive, uh, massive ovation that uh, – that uh, the president got either, but you can certainly find that if you Google um, President <laughs> Trump. Uh, if, if you're interested, if anybody's interested, yeah, you got some time to kill. But no, yeah, it, 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 decibels, I, decibels went pretty high. Went pretty I high. really thought they would at least interview him for a few minutes at halftime, something like that. No mention whatsoever. I don't know if you kind of caught that, but I certainly I caught did. it. It really, it really gets the noggin jogging. It, it really kind of hurt my feelings. And you know what else is hurting my feelings? <laughs> The Texas Tech quarterback Alan Bowman is choosing to redshirt the remainder of the season after being cleared for return. What's going on in Lubbock with Bowman deciding on his own to redshirt? Yeah, I have a feeling I know where this is going. Um, You know, kind of the trend in college football, as we know now, is, um, you know, kids want to transfer. And look, this is the starter coming into the season uh, for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. But there's another player kind of waiting in the wings named Maverick McIver. Um, this is a pretty highly what a name, yeah, right. Pretty highly recruited kid had an offer from USC and some other big time programs. Uh, chose to come to Tech, so uh, you know my gut tells me that uh, that maybe uh, Alan Bowman he's had some serious um, health issues. Jet Duffy's kind of taken the team this year. hadn't played well a lot, but has played serviceably. Did play well against West Virginia for sure. I think Bowman may be keeping his options open. He may want to enter the transfer portal if he starts feeling the wind shift. And uh, coming back this year with a with a bowl game that seems unlikely, 
uh, with another quarterback who's played at least as well as he has. He didn't play. Bowman didn't play very well to begin the season either with a new coach. Uh, the new coaching staff's not tied to Bowman like maybe Cliff Kingsbury was. So I think he's probably keeping his options open. I think he may be eyeing the transfer portal unless things go his way, and that's probably strategic on his part. Don't necessarily like it. Um, it kind of rings a little bit of the University of Houston quarterback, uh, Derek King, just deciding to quit. Uh, not quite that same uh, situation, but uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the transfers. I'm not a big fan of the college uh, football trying to become the NFL, but mm-hmm. I don't make the rules, but I think that's probably what he's trying to do. So he has not played more than four games here in 2019, no. Bowman, that is? No, he has not. No, he has not. Okay. So I think that's probably what uh, exactly part of the strategy. Exactly. All right. Now we come to week 12 of Big 12 football, and the Mad Hatter will be going into his old stomping ground of Stillwater as Oklahoma State hosts the Kansas Jayhawks. This is your high noon Eastern 11 Central kick on Fox Sports 1. What about this return to Oklahoma State for less miles? Yeah, that'll, that's been a while. I bet... Um... I, I was I was thinking I paused there for a moment because I was thinking about Jalen Hurts getting a round of applause at Alabama. I think I think uh, Oklahoma State may decide to uh, old Les Miles may get some cheers. It's been a long time. He did some great things to Oklahoma, for Oklahoma State. I think um, when you think of Oklahoma State football now, you think of uh, we've kind of talked about it before. You think of a, a program that's very very good. Um, maybe hasn't finished exactly the way that they would like to. But you're talking about a program that's been in the top five, uh, that's been in the top ten, that's been in the hunt for a playoff uh, appearance over the last couple, uh, you know, a few times over the last decade. This has been a very good football program. And honestly, the, the man who kind of started that role is Les Miles uh, before he ended up at LSU. That's, it's been, been a while, but he's the one who kind of got the Oklahoma State uh, fan base rolling. He kind of revived them um, back when he was there. And he actually uh, was kind of hand in hand with T Boone Pickens starting to improve the program facilities because of the success that Les Miles had there. So I think he may get some cheers. There's no reason not to. I think Kansas will, uh, won't be able to, to uh, put up a huge fight against Oklahoma State at home. And uh, yeah, he may come out and tip his cap, and Oklahoma State may give him some love. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Maybe Pistol Pete will come give him a big kiss on the cheek. As Les Miles coached the <laughs> a big plastic kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He coached the Pokes in the early two thousands and left to go to Baton Rouge when Nick Saban decided to go be a Miami Dolphins coach at the end of the two thousand four season. And right. we know that he was in Baton Rouge coaching the LSU Tigers for more than a decade before they decided that he wasn't good enough and they had to get a Cajun guy that nobody knows what he says as their head coach. <laughs> TCU and Texas Tech have a battle in Lubbock, and this is a 12 noon, 11 o'clock West Texas time kick on ESPN2. Are the Horn Frogs going to be able to put last week behind them and not get bit twice? Um, y- yeah, uh, this will be a um, this is kind of a quasi rivalry game too between TCU and Texas Tech for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I think uh, but because they're neighbors. <laughs> Well, you know, there is this meme, and I call it a meme because it doesn't really make any sense. People say this is the battle of uh, West Texas. Um, Fort Worth is not West Texas. Fort Worth is nowhere near West Texas, but Fort Worth does have this kind of uh, uh, kind of uh, idea of itself as, you know, Dallas is kind of just uh, the eastern part of the state, and then 30 miles west, Fort Worth is uh, where the 
western part of the state begins it's kind of goofy but um they do that thing and you know hey lubbock is five hours west 300 miles west from uh fort worth but they still bill it as the battle of west texas which is hilarious but also it plays into kind of a rivalry thing um so yeah it should be a good game neither one of these teams have have had a great season tcu has been a little bit more consistent i'd say defensively probably um freshman quarterback the quarterback situation generally there. TCU's been a mess this year. But Max Duggan's had some good games. He's had some nifty games. He's made some great throws and made some bad throws. Um, so has Jet Duffy. This is a, a, a battle of two teams that are incredibly up and down uh, who hoped for better seasons. So it should be a good game. It usually is a good game when yeah. TCU and Texas Tech meet. So I, I expect it to be close, um, maybe give the edge to the home team. All right, Mr. Big 12 Barrister, question for you. If Fort Worth is the West and Dallas is the East, does that make Arlington the DMZ? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Maybe Grand Prairie is kind uh, of the DMZ. Uh, I like that. I like that, though. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm just trying to educate everybody outside of the Lone Star State. Hey, West Virginia is going to be back on the road, and they'll be taking on the Kansas State Wildcats, K-State, with that tough loss in Austin last week. And they've got the Nagers coming in for a game at Bill Snyder Family Stadium, set for 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Manhattan time on ESPN. Your thoughts on this one? Well, uh, Kansas State will, will want to bounce back. I think they're probably still – it's only uh, – you know, it hadn't been too long since they, they lost that uh, nail-biter this last Saturday. So they'll want to rebound. K-State still has a chance to have a pretty pretty strong season, especially – uh, in the first year for uh, Mr. Kleeman. So um, I think they'll bounce back. I think they'll be ready for the, the Mountaineers. The Mountaineers offense has has struggled a lot. Neil Brown's kind of an offensive coach, but he has not gotten that offense clicking, and they just have not been where they need to be. And uh, Austin Kendall, um, you know, the, the Oklahoma transfer, uh, was highly regarded coming out of high school. He just hadn't found his way there at West Virginia and um, hasn't looked very good uh, overall. So I don't expect the Mountaineers to be able to keep up offensively with Kansas State. Kansas State is an underrated place uh, to play. It can get very, very loud. That is a loud stadium, and they'll be packed. Uh, they, have, they haven't been ranked for a while, and they're pretty fired up about the new head coach, and they should be. So I anticipate Kansas State rolls. Well, the team that just snuck past them at the buzzer last week, the Texas Longhorns, will be stamping their passport, and they'll be going to Jack Trice Stadium in Ames, where the Iowa State Cyclones await. This is your Fox Sports 1, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central kick. Looking forward to this one. This is uh, really looking forward to this game. Iowa State is probably the best, uh, what is it, four-loss team in the country, I would <laughs> say. Uh, I know that's kind of a goosey right thing people say but i think kansas i think iowa state is by far the best for lost in the country and uh, the longhorns uh remaining in the top 25 with three losses very interesting there yeah. but uh iowa state will be ready that that place will be full anytime texas goes on the road they usually draw a big crowd especially when uh when they're certainly beatable like they are now so i anticipate a wild crowd i anticipate iowa state coming out to play and I like Iowa State's chances. I do, too. I, I don't normally weigh in with the winners here, but I think the Cyclones are going to get this one there on the home turf. 
And now we come to the big one in the Big 12 this weekend. College game day will be on hand in Waco as OU and Baylor have a top 12 battle on ABC from McLean Stadium. It's your primetime game on ABC, 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 part of Texas time there between the Bears and the Sooners. Your thoughts on that one? Yeah, what I mean, on paper, um, this is Oklahoma with one loss, uh, battling Baylor with uh, no losses. Uh, so this is an epic uh, matchup, particularly, again, on paper, this is an epic matchup. And I hate to give away my thoughts on it. Uh, but Baylor's run is going to be over here. Oklahoma is going to win that football game, I would imagine. Um, I know I've said that before, but... Uh, you know, eventually, I don't know how many genies are in that bottle that Baylor has going, but uh, it's probably getting pretty close to being through. Here's the thing. Oklahoma uh, can still smell their way to a playoff berth. It's probably not terribly likely at the moment, but it's still out there if they can win the Big 12 and somebody else trips up. Um, so they're going to be motivated. Uh, they just narrowly survived a loss. They're going to be ready for Baylor. Um you know, uh, Baylor has, has, has been good. They have not lost, but I just, I, I still believe Oklahoma is just outmatched uh, or pardon me. I think Baylor's outmatched by Oklahoma on both sides of the football. And I think the, maybe the, the uh, college football pollsters agree. I think they have Oklahoma ranked higher than undefeated Baylor. So, um, you know, it's a lot of that's name recognition, but I, I think Baylor's had a wonderful year. Matt rule is a heck of a football coach and this has been a wonderful season for them. I don't see them getting past Oklahoma. All right. I'm going to be tuning in along with the rest of the world for this one. Absolutely. It's a big one there. How about that? Baylor hosting college game day. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah, pretty pretty, pretty cool is right. I think for anybody who hadn't seen the Baylor campus, uh, it's a very pretty campus. And that scenic spot along the Brazos River there in Whaler might get a little trash this weekend, especially if the home team wins. And, and can you blame them? However, save the energy, Baylor fans, because the Texas Longhorns are also headed your way. And if you knock off them, then, man, not only will you be the nemesis within your own state, then you'll be marching toward the college football playoff even more so. But got to beat the Sooners first. Don't want to get ahead of our skis here on the Y'all Kickoff Show. Well, that will wrap up our Big 12 talk when we come back after this timeout. Stay tuned. College football lanyaps headed your way as we close out this Y'all Kickoff Show. We'll look at the group of five games going on and also FCS fun. All that on today's Y'all Kickoff show stay with us let's observe the inflatable noodle man his constant undulating entices people to look at me look at me he's tireless and brainless a literal airhead curiously however the inflatable noodle man when hearing that geico not only saves people money but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy he knows you should switch because yes switching to geico is a no-brainer just ask an inflatable noodle man carefully they are unpredictable creatures
the fight song of the number two team in the land. Yes, the fight song, not of Ohio State, but of the James Madison Dukes, as they are number two in the latest FCS coaches poll, and JMU has a big game this weekend in Harrisonburg as the Richmond Spiders come in for a game. JMU, they're 9-1, and one, and they're trying to get back to the playoff, trying to get back to the national championship game, a game they won a couple of years ago, remember? And Mike Houston has left that program and is at East Carolina now, but yeah, James Madison still atop the pole and still having a great season, and we'll see what they do in CAA play as we'll have a little discussion on FCS football momentarily. This is the Y'all Kickoff Show, our final segment here on today's Y'all Kickoff Show. It's our college football land. Yeah, that's what we like to call it. As In addition to looking at some of the FCS games going on this weekend, we surf around the group of five schools, and we even give a little love to the independence of the world. And as we have this 12th weekend of college football to walk you through what's going on in our college football land, yeah, independent-wise, the Army Black Knights have VMI marching in to Michi Stadium there in West Point. This is a game televised on CBS Sports Network. It starts at 12 noon, 11 central, as this great Southern military school goes to try to teach that Yankee school a little bit about football. That'll be fun. Notre Dame is an independent, and they've got Navy coming in this weekend. Idaho State will be at BYU, and New Mexico State's got Incarnate Word. Liberty, our Southern Southern Independent School is evidently off this weekend. Hugh Freeze and his team enjoying a little breather here this weekend. I think they play next week or the next week after that, their second game of the year against New Mexico State. Yes, they played a home and away series in the same season against the Aggies of New Mexico State. Is that not crazy? Yeah, I I think it is. But that's what happens when you're a darn college football independent and you're having a hard time getting your program off the ground, as Hugh Freeze is having with the Liberty Flames. All right, let's talk about the AAC this weekend in the American Conference. You've got the Tulane Green Wave. They've had a little bit of a rough go of it lately, and they'll be going to Philly, and the Philly Special awaits the Temple Owls, and the Green Wave have a game on ESPNU that's set for 12 noon, 11 central from the link. And the Memphis Tigers will be in Houston. Memphis is number 18 in the country. Mike Norvell's name's getting battered about as a possible candidate for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Right now, he wants his team to keep winning and maybe be that surprise team that ends up in a New Year's Six Bowl, as Memphis has a good chance to do that. they still got to face off against Cincinnati. But the game we're telling you about here, Memphis and Houston, it's going to be at 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central, televised on ESPN2 in H-Town. Those Cincinnati Bearcats, as we said, they're in the top 20 at 17. They'll be in Tampa to take on the South Florida Bulls. That game's set for a 7 o'clock kick Eastern on CBS Sports Network. Conference USA, what's going on in CUSA? Well, LA Tech, Louisiana Tech, that is, which is having a great season, by the way. Louisiana Tech and Marshall with Friday Night Lights. This football Saturday, UTEP will be at UAB at Legion Field. Can't wait to see the Blazers move into their new home in a couple of years, just slightly to the north of downtown Birmingham. Rice, the Owls, have one heck of a horrible season going on this year, and they'll be in the borough taking on MTSU. Floyd Stadium in Murfreesboro, Tennessee hosts this game at 4.30, 3.30 Central on ESPN+. And then the final CUSA game, The Southern Miss Golden Eagles, Southern Miss to the top. 
They'll be going out to Roadrunner land as UTSA hosts the Golden Eagles. A game set for 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock San Antonio time. A kick there from the Alamo Dome. And that's CUSA, some teams enjoying a much-needed break here this 12th weekend. To the Sun Belt, maybe the surprise conference of the land this year because of what some of these teams have done. And really, the two teams that have done the most are going to be playing each other. I'll tell you about that in a second. But what else is going on here this 12th weekend for the Sun Belt Conference? Well, the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers will be going from Conway to Jonesboro as the chance will be taking on the Red Wolf Indians of Arkansas State in a game at Indian Stadium slash Centennial Bank Stadium in Jonesboro. This will be a 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Jonesboro time kick on ESPN+. Plus. Two teams that don't have too bright of a future ahead of them. And Coastal Carolina hopes that they can travel halfway across the country, get a win, and go back to the beach, although it's a very cold beach this time of year. But right now, we'll see what happens in this contest mid-afternoon, again, on ESPN Plus, your digital component of ESPN. That streaming service is also the way you can catch Louisiana Monroe in Statesboro to take on the Georgia Southern Eagles. This will be a 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central time kick. The Troy Trojans will be all the way at George Strait's on Mater, Texas State, and the Trojans. 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock San Marcos time kick on ESPN3. ESPN Plus has the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cage going to Lad Peebles in Mobile. The South Alabama Jags await USA with a horrible season thus far. This will be a 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Mobile time kick. And then that last game is the big game going on in the Sun Belt. And this is so big, ESPNU is bringing their cameras all the way to Ted Turner Field in Atlanta, now Georgia State Stadium. As Georgia State, the Panthers, and App State, the Mountaineers, are going to face off. Remember, these are the teams that have done great things this year, starting with Georgia State. Remember, they went into Knoxville and got a big win on Rocky Top against the Tennessee Vols. And they have continued to put some wins in their win column. They've got a winning record, and they've got a chance to win the Sun Belt Conference. But they got a tough challenge this weekend in this game set for a 7.30 Atlanta time kick on ESPNU. The Appalachian State Mountaineers come in with Elijah Drinkwitz's team ranked number 25 in the latest college football playoff poll. And the Nears are coming in red hot. They defeated the South Carolina Gamecocks dramatically last Saturday night. They've already got a win over the North Carolina Tar Heels. So here you have it. The Slayers of the SEC in both Georgia State and Appalachian State. And then just for good measure, we'll throw in that win against North Carolina to App State's column. It's it's set for it's going to be a great game. Tune in ESPNU. It's the game of the year in the Sun Belt Conference, and this will help determine in a big way who's going to win that East Division of the Sun Belt. And this again kicks off in Atlanta from Georgia State Stadium at seven thirty Eastern on ESPNU. Let's go to the FCS ranks for a moment. And before we get to the games, let me tell you a little bit about who's ranked where from the South in the latest poll of the FCS coaches poll. And North Dakota State has all the number one votes, and rightfully so. They've won, gosh, it seems like 100 of the last national championships in FCS. They're 10-0, and and they're having a great season. They got South Dakota this week in the Fargo Dome. Now to the Southern emphasis on the FCS coaches poll. As we mentioned at the start of the segment, the Dukes of James Madison have a big game against Richmond this weekend, and the Dukes are number two in the latest FCS coaches poll. Other Southern teams that are checking into this poll, the Furman Paladins are at number seven, 
and they can clinch the Southern Conference title this week with a win at Wofford. And that game in Spartanburg, we'll tell you more about that momentarily. Other teams in the FCS Coaches Poll, Kennesaw State, they've had a little bit of a tough time this year with two losses in the Big South Conference. The Owls are at number 11. Got to give love to Dartmouth. Dartmouth got the big win against Princeton last weekend in Yankee Stadium in New York as Dartmouth, part of that 150th celebration of college football. And Dartmouth is number 12, 8-0 in the Ivy League. Pretty impressive. Now back to the Dixie teams in Central Arkansas. They had a horrible loss at home to southeastern Louisiana last weekend. The Lions went in to Conway and thumped the Bears 34-0. to And as a result of that, the Bears fell seven spots in the latest FCS coaches poll there at number 13. The Rattlers of Florida A&M are at number 14 in the latest poll. SEMO out of Cape Girardeau, the SEMO Indians slash Redhawks are at number 17 and 7-3. and three. He had a big win over Eastern Kentucky last weekend. The Wofford Terriers, which hosts the Furman Paladins this weekend, are at number 20 in the latest poll. Towson out of Baltimore. The Tigers are at number 21 in the poll. Congratulations to the Austin P. Govs. Big win over UT Martin last weekend. They'll be at Murray State this weekend. The Govs are at number 22. The aforementioned Southeastern Louisiana Lions out of Hammond and Strawberry Stadium. The Lions are at number 23 in the poll. Their fellow Southland foe, the Nichols Colonels, are at number 24. And at number 25, the North Carolina A&T Aggies as A&T lost at Morgan State last weekend. They've got Bethune-Cookman coming into their stadium this weekend, and that's a quick look at the FCS coaches poll. Now let's tell you a little bit about some of the games on the FCS schedule as we conclude our Y'all Kickoff Show. Can't thank you enough for listening again to our stations that listen to that carry our show each and every week. We really appreciate it. Now quickly walking through the schedule out of the Pioneer Conference this weekend, the non-scholarship Southern teams that are in there. The Wildcats of Davidson will be going to DeLand, and the Stetson Hatters await. This is an early game, 12 noon, 11 central kick. In the Ivy League, the Quakers of Penn will be at Harvard, a high noon kick there. Rhode Island will be at Maine in a CAA contest. The Yale Bulldogs will be at Princeton for a game set for 1 Eastern, 12 Central. Back to the South we go, and the Northwestern State Demons will be playing a Southland game at Sam Houston State. 1 o'clock kick, Eastern 12 in uh, Huntsville, Texas, is where that game's going to be going down. As we mentioned, the Towson Tigers are in the poll, and they'll be playing a game against William & Mary there in Williamsburg. This is a 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central kick between the Tribe and the Tigers. North Carolina A&T has Bethune-Cookman. 1 o'clock Eastern is the kick on that. The Presbyterian College Blue Hose, they're getting ready to demote themselves to the Pioneer Conference, but right now they're still a member of the Big South Conference. And in Clinton, South Carolina this weekend, the Blue Hose welcome in their fellow Palmetto State team, the Charleston Southern Buccaneers, 1 o'clock kick there from Bailey Stadium. Kennesaw State, the Owls out of the Big South, will be at Hampton this weekend. Missouri State will be on the road at Illinois State, the Bears, and Illinois State, the Redbirds, kick at 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central game on ESPN+. The Austin P. Govs, as we said, are ranked, and they'll be at Murray State, 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central, the kick on that one. The Golden Eagles of Tennessee Tech will be at Eastern Kentucky, as Southeast Missouri State, also out of the OVC, has a game at Eastern Illinois at that same start time, 1 o'clock Eastern, 12 Central. All these games available on the ESPN digital platforms. 
A game between those Mercer Bears and the ETSU Bucks out of the Southern Conference will commence at 1 o'clock Eastern. The Furman Paladins, as we said, are in the top 10, and they'll be playing the Wofford Terriers at Gibbs Stadium in Spartanburg. And if Furman, the Paladins win, they will be your Southern Conference champions. If the Terriers of Wofford College win, Wofford will then, assuming the Citadel beats Chattanooga next weekend, if they beat the Citadel in the final game in Johnson Hagen Stadium, Walford will be your Southern Conference champions. If the Citadel wins that game and Walford wins this game this weekend, when you have that game in Charleston next weekend, it will be for the SoCon title. However, all of that will be moot if the Paladins, the Dens, go into Spartanburg and win this weekend. This is a 1:30 kick, 12:30 Central on ESPN Plus. And our last two games out of the FCS we want to spotlight. The Tigers of Tennessee State will be at UT Martin in West Tennessee. That is a 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 o'clock Central kick on ESPN+. And from the SWAC, the Jackson State Tigers at Mississippi Memorial Stadium host the Southern Jaguars. And that is a quick look at what's going on in our college football land yap here for this 12th weekend of college football. And that will wrap up our Y'all Kickoff Show for week number 12. Thank you for listening. John Rawl signing off. We hope you have a great weekend. Bundle up. We'll be right back here with a whole new show next week. And until that time, have a great weekend. Hope your team wins. And from Dixie with love, we'll get us to kickoff. My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. 